Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Run's House. My name is Brian Rundle. Thank you for listening. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. I did a special Wednesday episode last week, and towards the end, I suggested that by, I'm sure, Memorial Day weekend that Donald Trump would do and say a lot of stupid things for me to talk about on Monday's broadcast. However, this time, it was Joe Biden who made the news. Now, of course, Donald Trump still did and said some stupid things, and I'll get to that in a little bit, but this time... It was Joe Biden when he made an appearance on The Breakfast Club, a syndicated radio show based out of New York City. The show generally caters to more of an urban audience, but of course, for anybody that wants to listen, they certainly do and they certainly can. It definitely has its share of listeners. It is syndicated in many markets. So many candidates who are vying to be president generally do go on this show and explain to the audience why they are the best candidate for them. So anyway, Joe Biden made his appearance on The Breakfast Club, and for the most part, it went okay. I mean, Joe Biden might have gotten defensive a few times here and there, or it appeared to be a little defensive, but for the most part, everything went well until the very end, which is where the controversy came. Towards the end of the show, Joe Biden signed off by saying, quote, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Now, of course, this comment set off a firestorm on Twitter and in social media, and everybody had difference of opinions and what did it mean and did it mean anything? And everybody had something to say about it. One question was, was it a racist comment? So when I was reading everything, I thought to myself, I don't know, was it racist? Was it not racist? So I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I realized to myself that whether it's a racist comment or not a racist comment really is not up to me ultimately. That is left for the black community to decide whether or not that that was a racist comment or that bothered them either enough to say something or to not vote for Joe Biden. So we can all have opinions on it, but I do find it to be a little bit pretentious for anybody not of color to say that it was not a racist comment. I don't believe it's really up to them to decide whether or not a comment that is made by somebody white is racist towards somebody black if you aren't black. So me personally, is it going to change my vote? It is not. I'm still voting for Joe Biden, and a large part is due to the fact that I would vote for whoever was running up against the most dangerous and worst president in the history of this country by far, not even close, and I don't think anything or anybody's going to come anything close to this. But again, this was just another example of some people still not feeling comfortable or still not understanding what to say and what not to say around black people. So what I thought I would do on today's show is give everybody a little bit of a lesson on how I believe the best way to talk to somebody that's not white and how to react to their questions or any dialogue that you may have with somebody of color. So this is Talking to Black People 101. So what I'm going to do, class, is I'm going to start with an easy one. Let's say you are engaged in a conversation with a black person. 
and the black person says to you, how are you? What would your answer be? Please pass your answers to the front of the class, and I'll read a few and see what you came up with. Okay, this one says, yo, yo, I'm chilling, bro. How about, okay, we're already off on the wrong foot. That's not the correct answer. So here's what we'll do. Because this, we're just starting the class, and, and I know it's difficult for a few of you, let's do this. Let's pretend like the person directly across from you was not black, but they were white. Okay, so let's try it again. Hey, how are you? Your response would be, I'm fine. How are you? Or something to that effect. Okay, do you understand? I see a few of you out there shaking your heads, but it's okay. We'll get through this together. Okay, let's try another one. Let's pretend that you're asking a black person, hey, where are you from? And the black person responds, oh, I was born and raised in Orlando. How would you continue the conversation? Please pass your answers to the front. Okay, let's see what this one did. This one says, for real? That's cool, dog. I loves me some Orlando. Okay, so I'm not sure you're really getting it yet. Not every single black person uses dialect like dog and yo and stuff like that. So, and even if they did, it does not mean you need to return the dialogue back to them. They're not going to be offended and they still will understand what you're saying. So the proper answer would be, where are you from? Hey, I'm from Orlando. Oh, cool. So am I. Or something to that effect. Again, go back to what I taught you earlier. Just pretend like the person across from you is white. Let's try one more, okay? This one's going to be really difficult. Let's say a black person asks you, hey, do you like hip-hop music? I know. I told you it's a tough one. So a black person is asking you, if you, a white person, likes hip-hop music. I see some confused looks on your faces, but I want you to take a minute, think about it, and write your answer down on how you should respond to this question. Now, there's two answers, generally, to this question. It's either yes or it's no. So we're going to start there. If the answer is yes, because this is a little bit tougher, so I'm just going to go straight into the answer. If the answer is, yes, I do like hip-hop music, you can answer just like that. And then you may get into a dialogue about your favorite artists. But dialogue and dialect are not the same thing. Okay? Do you understand? Dialect should be how you speak naturally. So everybody's got a different dialect. You don't have to match the person's dialect when having a conversation with somebody of color. Now, if the answer is no, be honest, they'll be okay with it. They won't think you're racist. Just say, no, it's not my type of music. I mean, there might be some here and there I listen to. Or you could just say, no, I love country music or I love jazz or I love whatever. But just a normal no. That's it. You don't have to pander to the audience. And you don't have to try to sound like somebody you're not. And you know what? Just a little simple rule beyond that. It does. That's not just with black people. That should be with all people. Just be yourself. Speak naturally. They're not going to think you're cooler or they're not going to respect you more if you try to use some sort of dialect that's not part of you. In fact, I would assume it's more insulting when you use that dialect. So just relax. Calm down. And just talk like a normal person. That's all you got to do. 
And that's all Joe Biden needs to do. And that's all Hillary Clinton needed to do four years ago. Oh, and she went on the Breakfast Club, and when they asked her what she had in her purse, her first response was hot sauce. Okay, Hillary. Now, it may be true. She might love hot sauce. But the first answer on The Breakfast Club, and by the way, the host's name, Charlemagne the God, is the person who asked the question to Joe Biden. Again, it felt like she was pandering to an audience. I think that whether you're black, you're white, you're green, you're yellow, it doesn't matter. I believe that most people feel as if you are just straight with them, they will respect you more. You don't need to go out of your way to try to impress somebody. I get it. You're going after votes. I get it. You're trying to relate. But the way you relate is just be a normal human being. I mean, black people and white people share a lot of the same interests. You can speak about your common interests without trying to think of the answer that you think they want to hear. I believe Joe Biden was trying to sound... Like he was down in a way. And I think he thought he was being relatable. But I think, again, how people, and I I don't care about the age, people bring up the age, whatever it is, how people still don't understand that you could just talk to other human beings in a normal, regular way instead of trying to impress or trying to sound like something you're not. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the angle. But here we are. Joe Biden with another gaffe, if you will. But as I said before, there was a lot of debate as to whether or not it was racist. But again, as a straight white male, I'm not sure that's up to me to tell somebody of color that it's not racist. I think that's for them to decide. In fact, as a straight white male, I think there's a lot of things that really isn't up to me. For the remainder of this class, my white sisters can leave. And I'd ask for my white brothers to stay. So here it is, guys. Believe it or not, there's a list of things that are not up to us and how these things are handled. First of all, it is not up to us what a woman chooses to do with her own body. It's not up to us whether or not a woman feels uncomfortable with your sexual advances. It's not up to us who dates who, who lives with who, and who gets married. It's not up to us what bathroom a transgender person uses. It's not up to us as to whether or not the black community feels like they are being treated unfairly by police. It's not up to us what neighborhood somebody that isn't white decides to jog in. In other words, if anything on this list does not directly involve you or directly affect you, it is not up to you. You see, it's not that difficult. Now, of course, on the flip side, we still have Donald Trump, and Donald Trump did some Donald Trump things over the last couple days. As the death toll hits over 100,000 during Memorial Day weekend, a weekend where we generally take the time to honor people who have passed, Donald Trump was out playing golf. Now, during the same week, Donald Trump declared that all churches should be open. Guess who did not go to church? On Sunday, even though he encouraged others to go to church, Donald Trump skipped his Sunday session. See, this is what kills me about this guy. You know, at first I keep saying, well, he is an idiot, but I got I'm starting to wonder 
if the people who follow this guy and listen to every word are bigger idiots than him. Because Donald Trump, he does know what he's doing. Donald Trump has caught on to something. Donald Trump has caught on to, or at least somebody else caught on to it and told Donald, listen, you're, you're wacky. You're the only one that can pull this off because you don't care what you say. There's a lot of idiots in this country, like a lot. Even people who are successful. Some people who are moderately intelligent. And just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you're not an idiot. But there are a lot of people in this country that will listen to whatever you say, whether it's true or not. They will believe nothing about Donald Trump, but believe all the conspiracy theories coming from him. Obamagate. I mean, when reporters asked him, what is Obamagate? What are exactly the charges? The man's response was, you know what it is. It's all over the place. It's in the papers, and except for in your paper. He starts to argue with the journalist instead of actually giving details about what it is. So now you have idiots going around the country screaming about Obamagate, and they don't even know what it is. But they're convincing you that you just watch. Obama and them are all going to jail. I know you've had that conversation with people in your life. Hydroxychloroquine he's pushing. He says he's taking it, and now he says he just ended his right. It's ending in a couple days. He says he's taking it for preventative measures. Hydroxychloroquine is not used to take for preventative measures while fighting COVID-19. Maybe for malaria, but not for the coronavirus. But you know what's going to happen? Some idiots are going to go out and get it because he said it. No proof that it works. No looking into it. Just taking the word of a lifelong con man. Now the latest one is that Joe Scarborough of MSNBC possibly may have murdered a young lady that worked in his office in 2001. Now, this theory has been debunked numerous times, but Donald Trump tweets out to the world that they may want to look back into it, that it's possible that Joe Scarborough may have killed this young lady. Some Republicans actually tweeted out, please stop this. This is ridiculous, and you're going to hurt us by continuing with these wacky conspiracy theories. Donald Trump also retweeted a tweet from some scumbag who made fun of former Georgia governor hopeful Stacey Abrams' weight and the looks of Nancy Pelosi. Now, let's be fair on that one. Nancy Pelosi has decided she was going to get into the arena of name-calling with Donald Trump. And if you're going to get into that arena, expect a blowback. Now, I will also say Donald Trump started this a long time ago. Now, listen to what I'm saying here. This is how we're talking about our politics. You started it. Now, you're. this is so childish. And Donald Trump is the catalyst behind all of it. Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. He drags you low. You want to go high. You can't. You are going to go low, and in some respect, you have to go low when battling Donald Trump. We'll go back to going high in November after Joe Biden wins. And I, quite frankly, would rather have our politics not be so juvenile, but here we are, and it is. And so we have to sort of play the game along with them. It's unfortunate, but we just have to. 
So Monday, of course, is Memorial Day, which is going to lead to hundreds of thousands of people gathering around together and ignoring all protocol for prevention of the coronavirus. So let's just be clear that out of hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be gathering, not all are Republicans, not all are Democrats. These are just people who are selfish. They're selfish people. Now, I am of the opinion that of we really do have to start reopening the economy, but we have to do it in a way that's careful and do everything we can to prevent people from getting this disease. But on the other hand, we do not need to be at beaches right now. Beaches are not essential. Yes, we miss it. I miss it. I would love to be at the beach on Memorial Day. I'd love to hang out with my friends. I'd love to have a huge barbecue. I'd like to have all that stuff. But right now, I have to live without sports, so you can live without the beach. Everybody has to just live without the things that they love for a time that they're not used to, which really in the grand scheme of things, isn't that long. And unfortunately, some people who have this disease don't have much time left on this earth. That should be clear by now. So to wrap everything up, in 2020, white people still don't know how to talk to black people. The president of the United States makes seventh graders look mature. And the American people are still as selfish as ever. So there you have it. As always, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. I will be back on Friday with another edition of Bar Talk, and of course I'll be back again next Monday. You can follow me on Twitter at brun13. If you are on Twitter and you see me on there, if you could retweet out the show, I really do appreciate that. I know a lot of you have done that, and again, I'll say it every week. I appreciate anybody that does that for me. Or if you are an Apple subscriber, if you could please give me a five-star rating if you do enjoy the show and maybe a nice little review, I would appreciate that too. Thank you guys again for listening, and I will see you next time.